Hallelujah. It is your neighborhood preacher here with Valor Ministries. It is Monday the 19th and living a spirit-filled life is better than anything in any way that I've ever lived. I want you to know today that you can be spirit-filled, spirit-led. You can live a spirit life. You can live in the spirit, by the spirit. And God can continue to revolutionize your life. I want you to know that God is doing something powerful on the earth. And no matter where you find yourself, God is doing something powerful. Your neighborhood preacher here wants to welcome you. Uh, those that are going to join tonight, those that will be joining uh, in the future, listening on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Instagram. Uh, listen, I am starting Valor Ministries. It's already begun. God is doing a great thing. And uh, any of these messages on on uh, IGTV, I want to wave hi to my spiritual father, uh, King David. I want to say hello to you guys. Thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, but any of these messages on IGTV, I definitely want to let you know you can check them all out under Neighborhood Preacher on Spotify or SoundCloud. And I got a wonderful message as as anything in the Word of God is definitely wonderful. It is medicine uh, to our bones and it is, it is strength to our bodies, uh, the Word of God says. So anytime we can break bread together is where it's at. So listen, as I've been just diving, digging, uh, just searching uh, the Scriptures and, and searching uh, for God and the Holy Spirit Himself, um, hey, Lindsay, uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you. As we continue on the lines of developing a relationship uh, with the Holy Spirit, it is the most important person. It is the most important investment that you can make here on the earth. Not only making your investments in the kingdom of God, but the Holy Spirit is how we are regenerated. The Holy Spirit is the person, the third person of, you know, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity. And I really think a lot of times we need to remember who's living in us. And once we give our lives to Christ, and once we start this regeneration and this process of becoming a new creation, amen? Once we begin to do this, we already have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within us. I believe that a lot of the reason why I've denied sin is because I remember who's living in me. Greater is he that is in me, I know you're saying it, right? Than he who is of the world. The Holy Spirit, once we have believed and we put our faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us 
Paul tells us, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is very, very dear to me. It's very sensitive. Um, and uh, I know the reason why I'm able to stand, why I'm not addicted any longer, why uh, I'm able to resist the enemy, why I'm able to cast down every thought and imagination, why I'm able to do what I'm not qualified to do, why I'm able to speak with confidence, why I'm able to preach with boldness, why I'm able to be a witness for Christ, why I'm able to leave it all behind because of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the greatest investment that you can make in your relationship with him. I want you to know that Jesus is no longer on the earth, but the Holy Spirit is. The Bible tells it tells us that the Holy Spirit is one with Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I in you and you in me. I desire for you to be one as I am one with the Father. What's up, Big Mick? My brother Mickey's joined us. Thanks a lot for all of you that uh, that uh, are here with me tonight. But as we journey along, um, just learning about the Holy Spirit. Listen, in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 1, verses 9, the Bible says that Nicodemus came and he came by night and he visited Jesus. And it was uh, pretty interesting what Nicodemus asks uh, asks. Jesus, but we see here that there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, and he came to Jesus by night, and he says, Rabbi, uh, we do not, uh, we know that you are a teacher that has come from God. So he says we, because see, see, all the Pharisees knew that Jesus manifested a power that was like none of the other teachers none of the other Pharisees and Sadducees and those that were, you know, scholars in, 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 in the law and knew the word of God. Jesus not only taught with authority, but he manifested works from the power of God. And he says, he came by night and he says, we know that you are a teacher that comes from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, he said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Hey, Tanner, how you doing? Nice to see you. Thanks a lot for joining me. Listen, what's important is how we get to heaven. I think a lot of times people are looking at the exterior. They're looking at, well, what can I do to be a good Christian. They're looking at what can I do and get away with certain things? What can I do or what steps do I need to take in order to get to heaven? Listen, Jesus is the way to heaven. Jesus is the only path, the only way. He's the truth, the life, and the way to God, to heaven. 
There is no other. Thank you, worship leader for one. Thanks a lot for joining me. I appreciate you. Listen, Jesus is the truth, the life, and the way. Now, there's a lot of processes of being good, of being kind, of being a peaceful man. But there's only one way to heaven. And so Jesus tells Nicodemus, listen, you must be born again, but not only of the water, but of the spirit. See, Jesus was saying this because he was getting ready to go to the cross, to give up his spirit. And once he was going to do that, he knew that he would pray and ask God to send us the spirit of truth, our helper, our comforter. And how good does that sound right now in a, in a day and an age that we're living in where we're battling, where there's mental illness, our, our families are struggling, there's sin all over the world, there's right becoming wrong and wrong becoming right, and even this war that is within each and every one of us, it's a struggle sometimes. And Jesus says, you can't just be born of the water, meaning meaning the womb and even being baptized, but you must be born of the water and spirit, meaning his spirit, the spirit of Christ. Jesus knew that he was going to give us a helper, a comforter. And now in these days and these ages and what's to come, we need the help, the truth of the Holy Spirit and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. He says, no one will see the kingdom of heaven. And this, listen to something powerful here. In John chapter 3, he says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. I want to take you somewhere amazing right now. If you just stick with me for about 10, 15 minutes, stick with me here. Rafael, how you doing, man? Thanks a lot for joining me. I appreciate you trying to wave high here. Sometimes the saying doesn't work, but listen, right now, Nicodemus, he gets the low down from Jesus. And then Jesus reveals to his disciples, hey, listen, when I go, I'm going to send you the comforter, the spirit of truth. He will help you. He will guide you. He will teach you things to come and he will remind you of the words I have spoken. I'm going somewhere. It's very powerful. I need to share this with you. If you'll turn with me or you'll write it down in Acts chapter one, and we're going to go to verse four. Very, very powerful. Please stay with me. I got something really good for you. And being assembled together, with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he had said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you restore the kingdom of Israel? They still were believing that Jesus was going to do something big right after he was going to, he was going to restore the kingdom of Israel on, on, on their fashion and the way that they thought. And, and check this out. 
He says, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And look at verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Listen, I know there were at times in my life, in my walk with God, hey Sal, what's up, man? There were times in my walk with God, thanks for joining me, I appreciate you, where I felt powerless. There were times in my walk with God where I felt sin overtaken me. There were times in my walk with God where I was so super strong in the spirit of the Lord and others were not strong. They were still addicted. They were still bound. They were still being uh, challenged with the struggles in their flesh. And they were going, it seemed, backwards at times. And then I found myself backwards at times. Listen, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. Power and you shall be a witness of me. Listen, there's a sign, a manifestation when the Holy Spirit and power is truly divine and truly filled in your life. It is power. It is power, boldness, and you are a witness to Christ. And at any time, me and you see we're a little sluggish. We're a little down and out. We're a little tired. We're a little silent. We're not being a witness. We're not being bold. We seem like we're powerless. That means it's time to fill up on the Holy Ghost again. And I'm telling you, it's not a fad. It's not a cliche. It's not a visitation. I'm telling you, it's a relationship. And we have to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to be continually filled like, like a lantern and it's oil. That's the only way it burns. That's the only way we're the light of the world. It's the only way we can shine. This is the only way we can continue to overcome sin. The only way we can do great things for God. Jesus said, look at the things and the works that I have done, you will do and do them even greater. The church has not experienced the move of the Holy Spirit, only portions, only portions of the church believe in the gift of tongues. But listen, it's not just the gift of tongues. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of tongues is the evidence of the Holy Spirit. And what I, what I, what I need here is that what, I, what, what we need is to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit where we depend on Him. We lean on Him. We need Him. We're desperate for Him. We're crying out to Him. We can't do nothing without Him. And here's why. Because me and you will fall every time in our own strength, in our own power, in our own wisdom. We cannot do it alone. And Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Some would say, well, brother Danny, listen, uh, I've been through this with, with many teachers and scholars, and I just don't believe the way that you do. What do you mean? You don't believe like the apostles? You don't, you, you don't want a, a, a faith of an apostle? You don't want to experience the promise of the Holy Spirit? Well, listen, brother, I, uh, uh, you know, neighborhood preacher, I don't really believe that it's happening this way. Well, I don't see any other scripture that said that it would happen any other way. Nothing has changed. This is the book of Acts. It is the new 
Testament. It is the new church, and we're continuing to be living epistles filled with the Spirit of God, and there is no other way. Listen, when you're filled with the Spirit of God, there's a manifestation. There is a work of the Spirit that cannot be denied. Why? Because that is how we are being witnesses for the King. That is how we are being witnesses for Jesus Christ. This is exactly what Jesus was implying. This is what he meant. He didn't make a mistake about it. He he wasn't confused about it. We should not be confused. Listen, sometimes we're dressed in our best garments. Sometimes we come to church and we look like we have the presence and we look like we know God, but we're not filled with the Spirit of God. There's no manifestation of the Holy Ghost in our life. I want you to know something. The way that we're going to break every chain the way that we're going to break every stronghold, the way that we're going to break every addiction, the way that we're going to walk in power, the way that we're going to walk in boldness, what we're going to do is greater things than Jesus. And the only way to do that is to be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Listen, they continued, the Bible says, in one accord with supplication and prayer. And, uh, it says here that, that uh, in chapter 2 of Acts, it said, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound. Mm. You know, I need a sound of the Holy Spirit. I'm tired of hearing the sirens, the worry, the complaining. I'm tired of hearing Satan's lies. I'm tired of hearing the opinions of the world. I'm tired of hearing uh, ABC and, and, and the headline news. What I need is a sound. I need a sound from heaven that overtakes my worry, that overtakes my complaining, that overtakes the weakness and and, and where I'm not trusting. I need a sound that tells me to keep on going. I need a sound from the Spirit of God that tells me this is the way. I need a sound from the living God that's above and beyond the things of nature because I'm going to tell you, anything that disrupts me and you in this life It's not spiritually from God. It's all natural. It's all the natural. It's all the sirens. It's the bills. It's the complaining at work. It's the people that you can't please. It, listen, listen, it's the relationships that, that, that tell you you're not good enough. Let me, let let me talk to you. It says that there was a sound from heaven. (laughs) There was a sound, hallelujah, from heaven. And it said, as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to be divided tongues of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Brother, neighborhood preacher, I just don't believe that. Listen then you need to get that demonic religious belief off of you. Jesus wants, Jesus desired, Jesus promised the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, brother, when, when I get saved, I mean, I already have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. 
but do you have evidence of the Spirit? See, there's a manifestation. There is an evidence. Just like this mighty rushing wind that came from heaven. You see, the Bible tells me that they began to speak in new tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And people will say, well, I don't believe this. Well, listen, this is the promise of Jesus to you, to me, and to the people of God. And what the people of God are missing today is the manifestation power of the Holy Spirit. Well, well, brother, I just don't agree. Well, listen, then you're not agreeing and aligning yourself with the word of God. Well, listen, uh, neighborhood preacher, that was only for the apostles. No, it wasn't. And I can prove it to you. Because all through the book of Acts, you see them demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit and people who received the Holy Spirit began to speak in new tongues. And we're going to get into this on our next session. What is the gift of tongues and the manifestation of the gift of tongues through the Holy Spirit? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll give you a little secret, and I know a lot of you know this already, but it is a language spoken only to God that only God can understand. Now, there is interpretation of tongues, but let's not get that far. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 5, and they were dwelling in Jerusalem and, and Jews of uh, devout men of every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak with his own language and they were all amazed, marveling, saying to one, one another, look, are these not these who sp speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one in their own language, which were born Parthians and, and, and the Medes and the Alamites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia and Judea and uh, uh, Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and, and, and on and on and, and, and in Rome. And, and it, says, it says both Jews and, and proselytes and uh, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in their own tongues of wonderful works of God. They were not just speaking gibberish as they interpreted the manifested tongues of the Holy Spirit. They were speaking wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? And others mocking them said, they are full of new wine. Stay with me just for a few more minutes. Peter denied Jesus three times. He gets a visitation from Jesus as they were all assembled. Peter, along with the other disciples and the others that were gathered around, it says here that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit and they were being made fun of because they were manifesting the gift of speaking in tongues through the Holy Spirit. And it says in verse 14 of Acts chapter 2, and I want to end with this, and I want you to hear this. It says, but Peter standing up with the eleven raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. 
For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Listen. Peter shrank back when Jesus was being crucified. But now Peter raises his voice in this boldness, in this confidence, in this power, after he receives the Holy Spirit. We see Peter lifting up his voice in the many crowds that gathered around to mock what was taking place in the Holy Spirit. And he begins to preach. And it says here in verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can't argue this. You can't argue if the filling and baptism of the Holy Spirit and power is for the believer. It's for the believer. It's to revolutionize your life. It's to revolutionize the worlds and the, and the lives of the people around you. And I want you to know this tonight. The enemy will do whatever he can to rob this word. He will do whatever he can to get you not to believe. But what I need you to do, brothers and sisters, what I need you to do is believe for the infilling and baptism of the Holy Spirit, for the evidence of speaking in tongues with a heavenly language, with with a boldness and and a, a power to be a witness for Christ. Listen, the time is now. The season is now. The harvest is ready. We need laborers that will go out into the harvest, that will save the lost, that will preach the kingdom of God, that will stand in boldness and say, it is not as though you say it is, but it is the gospel of Jesus Christ who is coming to heal, to save, to deliver, to call you to be one with God, to cleanse you of your sins. Today, 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 God wants to use each and every one of us in a way that we have never sat in church before, in a way that we've never left church before, in a way that we've never read before, in a way that we've never studied and thirsted before. I'm going to leave you with this. Most people read in John chapter 14, they often read that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will remind you of the words that I spoke. When you get a revelation by the Holy Spirit, when Jesus says, come and learn of me, 
and I will give you rest. When you hear the Holy Spirit and he reveals to you Do not be a foolish man who built his house on the sand, but be a wise man and build your house on my sayings, the words of Jesus. Once you get a revelation by the Holy Spirit, listen, Jesus' words are Jesus' words, but Jesus said, I'm going to give you the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit who will empower you, who will reveal to you with revelation power and remind you of all of the words I have spoken. I'm not saying that you've never read the words of Jesus. And I'm not saying that you don't know them. But when you get in filling with the Spirit of God and He opens up your mind and your heart and He splits open your spirit of understanding, when he splits open your spirit of understanding and pours you and fills you with revelation, knowledge, and power, something awakens, something changes, and something changes for good. You manifest a person in Christ that you never have before. You manifest power to be a witness. You manifest a resistance to sin like you never have before. You manifest a yell and a worship and a clinging to the Lord like you never have before because the Holy Spirit is now on you. And when you're getting tired, my brothers and sisters, when you're getting down, when it's the load is heavy, don't think that it's you. Don't think that you're not doing enough. It's just time like Jesus when he separated and he made time for the spirit of God in prayer. You need to renew your spirit. You need to, you need to get filled with the spirit of God. Every time I get angry, every time I get frustrated, every time I want to quit, every single time, it's nothing other than me running empty. On the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always dwell within us. But just like a fire, that fire has to be fed the fuel to burn. We need the Word of God. We need to press toward the high call. We need to press toward the high call of Jesus Christ in our life. Listen, you are not watching by mistake. You're not listening by mistake. God has called you. God wants to use you. And I'm going to let you go with this. There are manifestations when you are filled with the Spirit of God with signs and wonders they will follow. Listen, we're going to get more into this. I wish I could preach for a whole another hour and a half. But I don't know how many people would last. But I'm just going to tell it to you like this. I love you so much. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for standing by me. Thank you for supporting Valor Ministries. Listen, this is not about me. It's not about my name. It's not about my popularity. I really don't care. All I want to do is equip the body of Christ with strength, power, and wisdom from on high. In the name of Jesus is who... And how I come. I want nothing other than to equip you, to strengthen you. My beautiful wife, thank you for joining. I only desire the things of the Spirit. And pretty soon, more and more of my flesh will die. And more and more of Him will increase. I love all of you. I bless you now.
I believe in the work of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the anointing, and I'm going to speak it over your life now. I speak a new refreshing, a new anointing over your life, a new anointing in your ministry, a new anointing. I speak a fresh mind, the mind of God. I speak by the Holy Spirit, the remembrance of the word of God to remind you now of the things that Jesus has spoken and spoken into your life. I ask now for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon each and every one of us that we may stand and as we stand to stand therefore to see God's glory and our families, our relationships, our job places, our homes, everywhere that we go may signs and wonders follow us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I worship you in Jesus' name. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for the time that they have invested into hearing your word and investing into their spirit. Hallelujah. Empower them now with strength on high. Father God, renew us afresh, a fresh flame and fire to burn for you, to stand for you, to be a witness for you. And may we do nothing in our own strength. Father, we give you the authority to cut, to prune back any branch of ours that is not bearing fruit. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Ghost, we need you. In the name of Jesus, come upon those now that are desiring you, the manifestations of the gift of tongues, the manifestations of your power. We believe for it in Jesus' mighty name. Your neighborhood preacher loves you. Remember, I always tell you, stay up, stay prayed up. And if you need anything, I got you. I'm right here. Until next time, your neighborhood preacher with Valor Ministries. We're going to keep on going strong. And the best is yet to come. God bless each and every one of you. Bye.